0: All right, welcome back to another edition, episode 12 of the MoF3 3 Up 3 Down Podcast. And we have been away for a while. Sorry, we missed our last episode. We it's fourth of July weekend and uh, we missed it, and we're back now. And Adam unfortunately is under the weather. So I am joined by my good friend and his second time being a co-host, Sam Skibby. And he's actually sitting right next to me. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing
1: great, Cam. I'm just hoping that I don't talk too loud because your voice is nice and sultry and mine seems to be a little bit louder. So we're going to try to tone it down and see how this goes.
0: We are in a hotel. It is currently 9.53 p.m. We are in Indianapolis for the NWLA National Tournament, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But first off, we're going to start. With uh, We are halfway through our season, so we're going to start by talking about our last couple weeks that we have missed. Uh, So we'll do that briefly, and then we'll get into our standings, and then we are going to break down kind of who me and Sam think are kind of our mid-season award leaders. And then after that, we'll get into a little preview for our tournament this weekend. We have quite a few players from AWIF playing in a big national tournament, and we are very excited for that. So stay tuned. And uh, we will get on with it.
1: Let's get to it.
0: All right. First up, we have... Yeah, there's the sound because I'm not going to have it this week. So same as my sound guy. But first up, we have our play and our standings. And since our last episode, there's been four weeks of action here at MoF. And we're going to start by talking about week six. So way back at June 16th, Sam, we had the Mambas a big sweep over the pilots. That was the week where you saw Ryan O'Rear really break out. Yeah,
1: he had his coming out party against the pilots and hit most of his home runs, you know, during that series as well, and really put himself on the map, not just as a pitcher, because he's been very successful, but this time he put himself on the map as a hitter as well.
0: Yeah, he did really well, uh, took advantage of the pilots. I believe they were missing Brett that week. It was either yep. Brett or, or or Mark, but uh, the Mambas really took advantage, got two much needed wins to put them back in contention for that playoff spot. But, you know, this Mambas team is right where they need to be after those two wins.
1: Yeah, and we'll get to it after week nine, but, you know, after we talk about all four of these weeks, but that division has just gotten so much closer. So that sweep really did help them get them in a position, like you said, to make sure that they are in playoff contention.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a close race all the way down to the end. And, you know, speaking of that top, one of those top teams in that, Division is the Archers, and they split a tough series with the Thunderbirds. Both games in that series were one to nothing. Uh, Jordan Smith was phenomenal on the mound and then uh, I believe it was Tony Cochran in that game who pitched one nothing. Uh, both guys just really uh, were shut down. All four pitchers in that series were actually pitched very, very well. We'll get to it
1: later, I'm sure. But, you know, this was the last kind of big game for Rory, right? Yeah. Injury plays into a lot coming up in week eight and week nine, but you can tell he still had his good stuff in that one nothing game as well against the Thunderbirds. So, you know, four great pitchers were showcased in that series, and these were two of the teams that everybody is saying are top perennial teams for this league. So it was nice to see them go at it, and you wish we could see more in the future from these two teams, but it won't happen literally until the championship if that comes to
0: fruition. Which is a very good possibility. Yeah. These two teams are 1-2 in the power rankings, and they have been for a while. They I mean, played each other great, and if they keep up this run, I mean, this is a matchup we could see – in the championship. And, you know, from, from an outsider looking in, I would be very happy to witness that series. Yeah. Uh, You know, but for me, I hope it doesn't happen because I want to, <laughs> I want to be there, but I would, as a league member, I would be yeah. very, very happy with they that have matchup the to
1: do it. As long as Rory can get past this injury stuff, then I really think that both teams will have the pitching to do it.
0: Yeah. I think a couple of weeks off here, are really going to help okay. Rory and maybe he gets right back on track and, you know, we'll we'll stick with the Archers because in week seven, they played against your team, the Mojo. Uh, you guys split that series. Uh, talk about that series real quick.
1: Uh, I mean, Jordan and I faced off game one. Um, we're going to be future teammates at UIFS. And yeah. it was a game that we were looking forward to kind of facing each other. And Honestly, we can all remember that the game score, yes, is four to nothing, but it really was one. one to it
0: was one to nothing. Absolutely. Um,
1: I was lobbing pitches in to try to get one more inning against Jordan to see if we could do it. And I look back on that cam and he's my teammate in October. And all I did was put another inning on his arse, like, <laughs> <team. So laughs> yeah, It messed me up. I'm like, you know, we didn't even get anything off of him. Such a great pitcher um, and a competitor to be against. And it's nice to see his mental side of the game too. And now he works on the mound. Um, obviously game two, uh, we got the win against Rory, and that was the first week that we saw kind of Rory's injury take place. Do you know a little bit more about that, his injury or anything? You know um, what, it, what it is?
0: You know, I think it's more just he's not used to pitching every week like we are sure. now. And it it does take a toll, and it is different. Not a, lot of, not a lot of guys are used to that. I know, you know, we saw it last year with a couple of us. You know, Josh is hurt. You know, I was hurt at the end of the year. Uh, so, I mean, it just takes time. you got to really know what you're doing before the game stretching warming up and then even after the game taking care of your arm and uh, I know he's on the right track and you know He's looking better, and yeah. these next couple of weeks off are really going to help. And so. even
1: Rory's, right now, even though his velo is down, he's still pitching strikes, and he's yep. still trying to keep his team in the game. And everybody thought, where is the offense going to come from with these art with this Archer squad? And all of a sudden, Jordan Smith is having just a career year at the plate, and no matter what style he plays.
0: It's been unbelievable. And even Rory has been hitting the ball well, and I'll tell you – Brian Hunter has looked fantastic at the plate. He's had a bunch of really good swings. Uh, Collins uh, Enerson, I almost said zero there because they, you know, they almost got <laughs> the, the same Colin build. There. Uh, but he's got a really good swing. I know BK's miss some time, but you know once they get him back, they're going to be in a really good position as well. But okay. Jordan Smith had two
1: home, one home run in each of those games yep. against us. And yeah, big home try.
0: run off you, and to yeah. make that one nothing. And
1: that was a fast pitch one that he got, and it wasn't fifty-five. So that one nothing really kind of put us in a position where we were playing chase, you know, from Jordan, and it's tough to do when you're behind one nothing. So good series, and we split, and we'll hopefully see them again. Um, on the last week, we played them. So yeah, it'll be a fun little thing. And I, I, told Jordan jokingly, I said maybe playoffs could come down to that last week, and it could be me and him against each other again.
0: Yeah, I would love to see it. It would be great. Um, you know, hopefully that doesn't affect, affect my <laughs> series. I mean, I'm gonna have a good series with the Mambas, and I think it's just gonna be come down. It's gonna come down to three of us for that yeah, last yeah. for what that what last one
1: spot. That last week if one of them's sitting pretty in the playoffs and they have a chance to either beat that team. So the Mojo's out or they could let Mojo win, throw off, you know, in a way and they can really pick their own, you know, destiny. And likewise, Mojo could do the same thing. If the archers are in that boat too. So yeah. you never know what the season has on the whole.
0: Yeah, it'd definitely be interesting. Uh, but like I said, like you said, Jordan Smith player of the week, you know, week seven, it was the second time being the player of the week. Uh, he's just been on a tear lately. That
1: wasn't even his best week. It wasn't. That later. Yeah, we'll <laughs> get that.
0: Yeah, we'll get here soon. Uh, but that second matchup for week seven was the Melonheads and the Empire, and this series was phenomenal to watch. They uh, got their first win. Game one, they get their first. No, it was their second win. They know. had their first win against uh because this was the home run derby this was their second win no,
1: that's the first win. Second win was pilots empire
0: this was not the first one of the season though oh, okay. this was their second win but it was the first ever home run derby that we had uh in our new tiebreaker rule um uh, because the empire the empire beat the thunderbirds You're right early on in the yeah. season uh so game one um came down to a home run derby, it was very exciting. I know all fun. of us were excited it to was watch in attendance for it. Um, and you know, Josh Rogers is he has a tendency to get <laughs> the first everything, he had the first home run ever in uh, a league that we used to play in, and then he had the first ever home run in my and now he has the first ever home run and a walk-off home run in a home run derby
1: against a great hitter Spencer Bogut.
0: As yep. well. Yeah. Yeah. So. He just popped it up a little bit short. Yeah. Um, But what a game that was to watch against two teams that are really, you know, empire fighting for a spot after starting zero and five uh, seem to be on the right track. Uh, the melon heads have not played a ton of games, but they did bounce back in that second game and get a big win. And you know, Jason has looked really good on on the mound and at the plate. I mean, he's second and average yeah. in the league right now, uh, but his pitching has been really keeping them in games a lot as well.
1: And it was – that series, there were so many runs scored too, you know, seven to six, the first game the Empire take, well, six to six, and then the home run by Josh, and then a 15 to seven victory from the Melonheads. So Melonheads, you know, have a lot of counting stats already, they do. Um, just from a couple games and they played basically the, them and the Mojo played the least amount of games. So just kind of a, they just score a lot, even though, despite their, you know, about 500 records.
0: Yeah, they've they definitely uh, put up the stats, and it shows in our – in our. if you go to our stat page, you can see a lot of melon heads towards the top in a lot of categories. But let's bounce to week eight. Week eight. We, we had the Bombers and the Archers to start off that series. Uh, I know our um, Mo Mo highlights just posted our, our video for that yep. week. Uh, Jason's been a little busy, but got it out and did a great job with this as well. I uh, talked to a couple guys today. I know Grant Miller from KWL is watching. Um, but the Bombers and the Archers split that series. Uh, Jordan made a a big decision to start Rory in game one. Yeah, let's
1: talk about that because it's been happening the past couple of times. Jordan
0: has a a, a, a plan with that, not knowing how how long Rory can go if Jordan needs to come in in that first game, he can come in late in that game and then pitch, you know, the whole second game as well. So, little so a little good plan,
1: you know, and they're in a position that they could possibly win. Jordan might come in.
0: Yeah. If they the need to. That game. Yeah. Or if, yeah, if Rory, if Rory's tired and can't finish it out,
1: yeah, I think once you make playoffs and you know you're in playoffs, you can kind of ease the reins a little bit. Yeah. Maybe Jordan even doesn't even pitch, so he stays fresh for playoffs. So yeah. he's got a right mindset, and that kind of puts him, you know, in that nice managerial role and a good decision for himself. And but it's it's been splits for them, you know, every single time when they've gone through that strategy, which is fine, you know. They, yeah. But he's picking his wins, and he knows he needs just a, at least one win every week. You can't get swept. Yeah, we especially in that division.
0: The Bombers took game one in that series. You know, I had two big home runs in that game off Rory. Uh, Paul had a big home run. That was uh, first, ever home, first run. ever home run. I couldn't have been more proud. And You can see <laughs> me just walk into the video. I was yeah. so hyped for Paul. Um, but what a great win that was for us. Uh, put us above 500 for the first time in a while. Um, but then, you know, Jordan Smith steps on the mound in game two and just shuts us down Uh man he just he hit the ball so incredibly well he was five for ten on the night uh two big home runs off of nick bone um he had he had six rbis but just shut us down to five innings 13 strikeouts like amazing stat line that
1: was a good showcase from the number ones on both teams you know bombers with you and jordan with the archers both getting shut out victories for their teams um and just showed how great of arms we have in this league and how you know you can get four runs or eight runs one game and then another game you get zero uh,
0: and you know for me it was such a big a big win for us not only just getting that game but uh going forward knowing that that was the best I had felt all year I'm like all right cool now we have you know a good path to where if we want to make a playoff run I got to be healthy and that was the first step to to it so a fun series Um like i said that division man i know wow
1: every division matchup with that division is going to be must watch (laughs) wiffle ball throughout the rest of the season it
0: really is it's going to be very fun to see it towards the end of the season uh and then we had the pilots and the empire in that um that late slate of games and this was you know a battle of a two-win team versus a team with out a win and what a big series this was for both teams and they ended up splitting the series pilots get their first win in game one
1: brett spencer versus jimmy nelson game one battle of the former expo teammates yep
0: and you know uh jimmy nelson looked very good in this game till about midway through and just and then just started walking everybody um, and they
1: only had, I think they only had, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they only had the pilots themselves. Only had one, like one hit, I think they had one hit. Empire out hit them,
0: I'm yes, pretty sure. But the score yes. was 92. They, they did out hit them, I think they only had one, maybe two hits. Um, but yeah, just unbelievable. Um and Run support that time,
1: got the only hit against Jimmy, got the great win, only gave up two runs himself. And obviously, the pilots seemingly go as far as Brett goes. Right? Yes. And when he's on the mound, they are have a chance and they're doing you know what they need to do. and Brett, obviously, you know, best person on their team at both sides of the ball, and
0: they really need him. yeah, it, especially when it comes down to it at the end of the at the end of the day, if you match up Brett with anybody's number one, you, got to, you have a really good shot to win. And then that even gives you a better chance, you know, for Mark to get a win against oh, a yeah. good second pitcher. It's
1: definitely a good strategy to pitch bread against your number one. Yeah. Especially now when you're on the bottom looking looking up at yeah. kind of the other teams that have many more wins than
0: you. And you saw that was the key to the Empire, which throwing Sam Eichenlob game exactly. two yeah. against the Pilots' number two pitcher on Mark. Um, and Sam Eichenlob is just – he's been fantastic he's as getting he's getting a lot better and he's also improving at the plate. Uh, he's really leading this, um, empire team
1: after Josh went down and he needed somebody to step up and he, and
0: he's the guy Josh is no longer going to, this was Josh's last two games of the year, uh, before he has surgery. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they just roll with the four guys or if there is somebody available that they can pick up. Um, we're not really sure, and you know, we, we we've reached out to a couple guys, and you know, unfortunately, it hasn't. Nothing's really come to fruition, but you know, the empire are on a rise right now. They sit in a playoff spot after that win. And
1: I think it's important, like you said, pitching Sam maybe against a number two.
0: Just it's to get quick, wins, and
1: just get a win. As long as you stay those two wins above the pilots, you know they can yeah. just get one. They can split a couple series in a row. As long as the pilots don't go sweeping people, I think the empire are just going to try to get that one win for them.
0: Yeah, and that's all you need. You just need to win at least one every week and hope another team loses. That's that's been my thing. My key is, you know, we got to win at least one every week. We cannot get swept because when you get swept, it is so hard to catch up with these divisions. Yeah. All right, Sam, let's talk about week nine. This was a big one. Our, our most recent week, we had the Mambas and the Archers. You know, game one, the Mambas took. Um, Same
1: conversation we could have all over again. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. I mean, it was great. Rory pitched pitch great. Uh, Mambas.
1: Ryan, we, oh, Rory. Yes.
0: yes right. Rory, yeah, yeah. Rory and Ryan. Rory and yes. Ryan. Uh, Ryan just been phenomenal so far for the Mambas team. Um, continues to hit the ball well. You know, we've seen Cole even struggle a little bit at the, um, at the plate. But, you know,
1: will Cole ever pitch this year?
0: He's pitched twice. Really? I think he's pitched twice. Um, but you know, I think he's taking a back seat. You know, with uh, Jackson and uh, Ryan because they throw a little bit more strikes than Cole does. It's nice
1: to have depth. You know, not it many is. Teams have three pitchers that are viable options.
0: You are you are a hundred percent right. And if somebody's not feeling it one week.
1: It's or tough. Or your pitchers are gone. Like we're going to talk about for the next couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and that's happened.
0: Jackson's missed, you know, a couple of games, and Coles had to come in, and you know, he's done a great job. I think he's done a better job this year than he has in the past. Um, but let's talk about Game Two of this series because it was the first perfect game, and to do it against the Mambas just shows you how good of a season. Jordan Smith is having
1: and it's it definitely after you lose a game Mamas are feeling great you know and they they even have their own ace Jackson Crosley on the mound yeah and you know Jackson while he gave up you know three runs um that in the game you you kind of felt I'm sure Cole felt really good in the position to say hey we can make this close with Jackson on the mound but Jordan's just Jordan
0: yeah Jordan's been lights out in how funny would it be – well, how funny is it that Jordan was the player of the week in week seven and week eight. He throws a perfect game in week nine but doesn't get player of the week. And that's because the very next game, not, we're in week nine, and the, we get back-to-back perfect games. Yeah.
1: Andrew Nichols out of nowhere. Your guy, the non-pitcher.
0: Hey, I taught him I taught him everything he knows. Uh Angel Nichols, what a game. And you know, matched Jordan. Uh not only the perfect game.
1: Andrew was against us, the mojo.
0: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, but he like in in the week. Yes. yes, So but it was against you guys. Um you were not there
1: i was not there blake i I truly believe that andrew coerced blake spencer into having his rehearsal dinner on the night that they played us so then when i attended the rehearsal dinner neither blake was on the thunderbirds nor i was at the mojo exactly Um, so blake definitely did that on purpose and andrew's just laughing
0: yeah and he he (laughs) took advantage though 14 out of the 15 batters he faced he struck out uh we've only had one other time that Someone has struck out every batter they faced. That was myself last year. Um, I also did a walk-off grand slam in that game. So I almost say that my game was a little bit better, but also
1: Andrew the hit.
0: first time yeah. ever, Andrew hits for the cycle. So not only a perfect game, but he hits for the cycle in the same game. We may never see a better game.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you can, you know, dream up or draw up a greater game for yourself on both sides of the ball. Maybe if you hit only home runs or something like yeah. that instead of a cycle. But having a cycle in the first cycle, there's been a couple of people that have been close. Yep. Josh Rogers was close this year. Um, I almost had two last year, just triple shy. Um, but, you know, triple's is the hardest one to get. And I think he got it pretty early on. Yeah, he definitely
0: he got, got it earlier after that. Yeah. So, what a exciting! You know, I could not have been more happy for Andrew. You know, not only as a good friend of mine and teaching him, but like, I think most of us were more excited that at that moment when that game ended, we knew Jordan Smith was no longer the player of the week. <laughs> Just <so you> know, <laughs> as as it would have been his third in a row, his fourth overall. Yeah. Like. We were just so excited that somebody we get somebody else's name out here. Boy,
1: if Andrew wouldn't have done that, he probably would he, have yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely, he had the perfect game before that. Uh, but just seeing back to back perfect games was unreal, and then. The mojo, you know, with with your absence, um, Josh Richardson, you know. you got to
1: respect Josh. You know, Jay Rich came in and pitched two games, and despite getting losses in both, we haven't really seen that a lot this year.
0: No, and he he pitched very well in both games. Uh, You know, even that second game pitched really well. And I think
1: the mojo, we were in a position to – contend or win both of those games and it was one inning that kind of got away from josh but he did such a great job holding on the fort and i you know apologized to him that i couldn't be there but i thanked him and thanked our team bryson klein wasn't there as well yeah Um, yeah that's a big
0: that's a big hit for you guys we're
1: not there you know statistically um we're not there so uh it's you can't say enough about the the Mojo's tenacity and, and going after the number one team in the league. Absolutely. And, and despite a perfect game, you know, and and then also right after that getting Tony. And talk about it, Josh Richardson too, after just pitching a game, he's going to start the same game, a lead-off home run against Tony Cochran, his buddy. Yeah. So I'm sure he was loving that.
0: Oh, he, I mean, he absolutely, you know, he shined in, in this whole week. Uh, just got outshined by a yeah. couple other guys that – you know, just happened to, you know, have a little bit better. And you, how different could that series be if you were there? And, you just know, just give Josh a break. Yeah. him more fresh too. Yeah. So, and just, you know, give some more run support and happen, right? yeah, gotta have it. exactly. So, so that is everything through week nine, Sam, let's get into our standings here. We're going to start with the UCC STL division and no shocker. It's the <laughs> Thunderbirds at the top, nine wins, three losses for 18 points, yeah. you know, no overtime wins. They do have the three losses, but a big lead in this division. Usually it's really going to come down to the, the other three teams for these last two spots. And right now the melon heads sit at three and three with seven points. The empire are at three and seven with seven points. And then the pilots are at one and five with only two points, but still a long way to go um the melon heads and the pilots have only played 6 games so far so they still have a long way to go to catch up uh you know you
1: know what's crazy is that lead too you know i was trying to while you were talking i was doing the math quickly in my head and they still haven't clinched a playoff spot yeah no despite being 9 and 3 and you know the pilots in the bottom being 1 and 5 you know it could still happen anything can happen
0: you're you're absolutely right you know they the thunderbirds have 6 more games than the pilots and you know they do have eight more wins.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a but tough it, road. But it could still wrong. be very close. It's just you know, not mathematically, they haven't clinched. Yet. You know,
0: once <laughs> once the pilots can get you know everyone there. Yeah. Um. You know, get Brett and Mark there the same week that really helps them because that hurt them against the Mambas. Uh, we saw you know them missing guys and. You know, Mark had to throw game one, yeah. and w- and it was a very winnable game. Mark almost won that game. Yeah. This was, you know, weeks ago. Um, it's nice. They, he too. just lost it at the end, and you got to think if Brett was there, they may win game yeah. one, and then Mark might win game two because the Mambas don't have a, a lot of other – because Cole had to pitch that second game.
1: It is nice that we don't have anybody clinched yet. You know, yes. halfway through the season, it would be kind of – a bummer on both sides for the team that clinched and for the the league in general. You want to see some parity and you want to see every team kind of fight until the end, make those storylines count.
0: Which you might get in the Feather Shark huh, division because <laughs> uh, we might not get a playoff clinching team until the last the, last, last, the last week. Uh, right now, as we sit, the Archers at the top, six and four with twelve points. The Mojo five and three with ten points. The Bombers five and five with ten points, and then the Mamba's at four and six with nine points.
1: That might come back to really help them.
0: It it really could. You know, there's a three point difference from first place and last place, which yeah. is a game and a half. Yeah. Um, that is just a wild uh, divisional race. Um, you you guys are the only – every team in this division has 10 games played already besides you guys. You guys only have eight. Uh, but, you know, you guys could really um, take advantage. You know, it, it, I know you and Josh are going to miss your next two games. That could be huge for the, rest of us. <laughs> for, for the rest of us. And, you know, that could put you at a tie with the Bombers if you guys lose two games. But if you can sneak out one of those yeah. two wins – that puts you in a really, really good position going forward.
1: Yeah. Just to get, you know, any win is important for any of these teams. And, you know, the archers, bombers and mambas hearing that myself or Josh, the only two pitchers that have pitched for our team, you, know, you hear that they're not going to be there. You know, they're all just looking their lips.
0: Oh know, yeah. Them, saying,
1: <laughs> hoping that the Mojo don't pull out some magic, but you never know. What hey,
0: you guys done. have had the magic so far and, uh, I would not hold my breath because anything can happen in this game. All right, Sam, let's talk about our mid-season awards. There it is. All right. We're just going to run through some of our really kind of all of our main awards, and we'll just kind of give our prediction so far now that we're halfway through this season. Let's start with the manager of the year, and I'll take the lead on this one first, and I'm going to say that, that Doug is so far, for the mojo, been the manager of the year. The way that he has put you guys in position and with such a good start, I don't think anyone saw it coming. Um, And, yeah, you guys started at the bottom, and he has done a great job with your lineup. And, you know, the big addition of Greg and and him taking a step back was a, a huge addition to your team. Uh, And just how he manages you and Josh has been phenomenal. Uh, I think there, if if there was a manager of the year last award last year, he would have won it. Yeah. Uh, So this kind of, you know, I wish we can go back and give it to him, but you know, maybe he takes it this year. Yeah. You know, Doug is a great
1: pick. You know, I, I, would have picked him. He's my own captain, but I was kind of taking him out of the equation for this question, trying to see if I could find somebody new. Cause you're right. Doug has done an incredible job um, with the mojo and the last team standing that was undefeated yep. until we lost. So, um, you know, I'm going to go with the team that's obviously at the top nine and three, Andrew Nichols, first time captain. Yeah. Um, Obviously, getting Tony Cochran helps, and we're going to be talking about him in the next couple of words. But, but
0: he's he's but done a great job with how he's let Tony play definitely. Tony's game.
1: And he drafted well. He has great lineups, that yeah. he does. Um, he helps out knowing when Dalton needs to hit, when Dalton takes the walk. He's really good about managing expectations for his team. So I'm going to go with Andrew Nichols, and obviously the product shows going 9-3. and three.
0: Absolutely. He's done a, a fantastic job, and I couldn't be – couldn't be happier for him. Uh, you know, last year I, I, I coached him up a lot, and, you know, it's good to see him doing that with his guys now. All right, Sam, let's talk about the one of the hottest topics of this year, yeah. the rookie of the year category. So we'll start with you. Okay. Who you got?
1: You know – you you guys talk about this in the podcast all the time. You talk about on the broadcast for games all the time about this rookie class. And we will never have a rookie class like this. Never. Because you might have a couple rookies that'll play into it. And it's kind of like most leagues, right? Like once you settle into your teams, then eventually there's not as many rookies that need to go. And somebody's always going to produce, but this year is the year to kind of set MoWiff on a standard for yeah. rookies and the future. And my pick, and this was the hard hardest pick that you could make out of all these awards, and mine's going to be Tony Cochran. Yeah. Um, not only is he six and zero on the mound, but he's, he's the
0: he's un- one of the only undefeated pitchers on the mound,
1: yeah, and he's doing it on both sides of the plate for the team. His hitting prowess um, is is. Maybe an average isn't isn't as great, but he yeah. can with one swing of the bat change a game exactly. Um, and he's doing a fantastic job. He's you know got so many extra base hits, seven extra base hits, three home runs on the year, uh, leading his team in RBIs. So you know that he is a huge reason why they're at the top at nine and three. So yeah, picks Tony Cocker.
0: I I think most people will agree with you. Um, he's done a fantastic job. Uh, he would probably be my pick as well. So far, I think the main thing is, you said it the six and I won the mound yeah. very, very hard to do, but he's, yeah. and he's pitching a lot in the first game. Like he wants yeah. the ball game one against yeah. the other team's ACE and Andrew is giving him the ball and letting him take over. And it's really worked. Yeah. And you've he's seen
1: pitched the second game once. Yeah.
0: Andrew's, you know, Andrew's been pitching really great this year, but Tony is just, you know, he's getting the wins. He's a winner. Uh, and uh, you know, it's hard to go pick against them, but I will say a lot of these a lot of these rookies have just been phenomenal this year. You yeah. got John Willenbrink, who's been great. Brian um, Brown is hitting the ball very yeah. well. Um, but you know, Sam Eichenlaub, I said yeah. earlier, uh, there's there's so many. Uh, but one that I think is probably the closest. And Tony or Rory is up there as well. He's been hitting the ball really well. And if he didn't get hurt, I think he'd be a little bit higher. Uh, but I think the closest one out of all of these has been Ryan O'Rear. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had the one week where he really went off and took advantage. But um, if there's a couple pitches in games, like one pitch in in multiple games, yeah. I think he's right there on Tony's rear end because yeah. you know he lost at a walk off game, giving up one hit against us. He yeah. gave up, I think, you know, one run off, you know, one pitch on another loss our
1: game was very similar to Ryan yeah he had the one game at the beginning of the year yeah he's had a
0: couple heartbreaking losses right at the end but he's done a fantastic job and really taking a lot of pressure off of Cole we you know we said it at the beginning that you know he was put into a position where he didn't have to be the guy you know he's behind Cole and Jackson but he's really inserted himself as hey I can be the guy
1: one of the best hitters with the 55 mile an hour pitches too like,
0: and one of the best pitchers with that
1: he handles himself very well on both sides of the ball when it comes to that new rule yeah absolutely and, and people will say well give me the stats on my fast pitch versus my 55 mile an hour pitch as well but hey he got the walk he worked it and he took advantage yeah. the hit. but
0: he's also hit fast pitch really well yeah. he's doing a it's... great job
1: on all sides Mambas would be in in a clear last place without without.
0: absolutely all right let's talk about gold hands Uh, there's been a lot of really great fielders and a lot of great players you know so far in this category Um, I'm gonna say the obvious one who my pick was at the beginning of the year (laughs) it's it's my brother Cole Layton you know BK's missed some time so I think that hurts him a little bit Uh, but Cole has just been on a tear we saw it in the swbl weekend where he was platinum hands winner and he just continues to to make every play every ball that's hit to him even when he's pitching a hard ground ball and he just sticks out one hand and makes the snag he's just been on fire lately in the field And he's been able to play the field more now that he doesn't have to pitch as much.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's in a good position having two pitchers that and a relative contact, right? Because a lot of these people statistically are going to have – good seasons uh, in the field if they play that shortstop left side and they have pitchers that can give you contact which leads me to my pick and that'll be yourself
0: oh uh,
1: hello you know there's a few people that you know statistically are up there as well and yes you guys have played more games than a lot of the people on the list too but if you are a per you're when you are pitching, you still make great plays. You know, you go after everything and I feel like when contact is made against you, if it's not a home run, it's going to (laughs) be weak contact grounders to you that you have to feel besides
0: Jordan Smith hitting the cover (laughs) off the ball off when
1: you, that's true. The singles up the middle were, were just crazy, but the, I think it's you right now you go for every ball, you know, and you're the one I think people would trust the most when you have to turn a double play or have to get in out for a second. And
0: unfortunately, week. I haven't been able to get one this uh, year. I so had a couple last year. Arizona but
1: leading the league in put outs, um, yeah. it, it helps for right now midseason. Um, but yeah, Cole's right behind as well. Um, if Josh didn't have the error, yeah. know, he'd be up there too. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's a lot of guys up there in that list that definitely could um, make a run for it
0: the second half. Hey, I like your pick. I'm not going <laughs> to argue at all. <laughs> All right, Sam. Let's talk about Silver Slugger. Who do you got for Silver Slugger? So
1: mine might come as a surprise, and I'm actually gonna play the numbers, uh, games played.
0: Almost. I like I like surprises. Um,
1: I'm gonna go with a guy who, I mean, obviously is still in the top five at many offensive categories, and it, you can make the argument for so many other people that are having great time, ta- great, great um, seasons. But they have played more games and the Mellon Heads have played six games. And yep. Jason Wurstenholm is at the top. And he has improved in his hitting so much this year in MoF And you see him as a scary threat at the plate now. Yeah. And I think knowing that he is at the top of the leaderboard, you know, top five in so many of these categories already, right now, top 10, top five, and he's got a series against the Mojo coming up without the Mojo's two pitchers. That'll be huge. He's going to make a push. He has not hit the halfway mark yet. So I don't think it's fair to not include the possible Mojo list Mojo pitchers, you know, and he's going to have to take advantage. And if he does take advantage, my call out to Jason, if he does take advantage, he could run away with this.
0: He could definitely be a front runner. Uh, Ryan Brown could even step up too. He's been at the top, you know, in the average and yeah, yeah, the Melonheads have really been at the top of that average mark, you know, playing less games, but still.
1: And imagine, you know, you could also make an argument that Spencer's their best hitter. So if he turns hot, then they have three viable options. And James Chaney has been no snub as well. It's been phenomenal.
0: Mr. Irrelevant is (laughs) not irrelevant at all. Um, You know, I'm going to actually play off of the, the stats. Um, I have to go with Ryan O'Rear, actually. Um, you know, he, he, whether it's the 55 and under or fast pitch, he's taking advantage. He leads the league in hits. Uh, only person with 20 hits. He leads the league in home runs. He's up there on average. Um, RBIs, he leads... I mean he's leading in almost every major category and you know, we've seen him just hit the cover off the ball. He continues to hit home runs and really uh, shine. For if you would have said at the beginning of the season, oh, yeah, a, Mo- or a Mamba hitter is going to be the silver slugger like it was last year. Everyone's like, okay, it's Cole Layton. It's Cole, yeah. Not this year. Or even Jackson. Yeah, it's even 99. Jackson, who had a great year last year. Yeah, and but Ryan O'Rear definitely on the right track in leading this Mamba's team, not only pitching but hitting as well. Now it's just the case of keeping it up. Right. Yep. He's yeah he's got to
1: keep it going he's got to keep um the hitting prowess that he's proven that he can do and you know there's going to be a lot of pitchers that are going to be gunning for him to kind of lower those stats and let themselves get there too
0: imagine, imagine he stays hot cole gets hot like he was last and year and jackson picks up. it up that team is dangerous i
1: thought it was going to be at the beginning
0: of the year exactly nobody, i
1: don't think expected the halfway point for them to be in
0: last place. Exactly. All right, Sam, I have a feeling we're going to both agree on this next award. It is the Psy Whiffle. You know, everyone had me pegged at the beginning of the year. Um, Unfortunately, had some troubles, but no excuses. But this guy has been absolute dynamite on the mound. It's Jordan Smith.
1: Definitely
0: same pick. Yeah, I mean, still has yet to give up a home run in a year and a half of this league. And he just continues to strike everybody out and just dominate on the mound. Yeah, he's
1: he shutouts, no hitters, perfect game, doesn't matter. This guy can do it all on the mound. Super excited to be his teammate in October. I, I hope he continues it. And it is, a, uh, it is really special to watch. And he's also, like I talked about earlier, he's a very mental pitcher. You know, yeah. he will. You can see when he makes a mistake. You know, one thing, whether it's his mechanics, something that goes wrong, wrong ball, wrong hole, whatever it is, he will think about it, fix it, and then pump that strike right afterwards against you. Like, he just knows what to do. He knows how his pitches move. He knows what's working at the time. And right now, I think he is one of the most vastly improving players maybe in the
0: country. Yeah, I don't play him anymore in the regular season, but I hope I get to play play against him in the playoffs because my first matchup against him, I hit a one of the hardest balls I've hit all year uh, was probably going to be a triple, maybe a double uh, that Colin caught, yeah. but I smoked it. And then the last game I played, the second game I played against them, I would say nine nights out of 10, it was a home run. I, I it was one of the best balls I've hit all year. I just hit a little too high. It got up in the jet stream. It even turned Rory ran straight back to the fence, got turned around Somehow caught it, but the ball I smoked, I, w- I thought for sure it was going to be the first home run off Jordan, and I right. got unlucky.
1: What do, they, what do they say? The harder it comes in, the harder it goes out. And He's throwing mid-80s, you know, <sighs> top in that 86, 87 sometimes. So, he's definitely got the hard stuff.
0: Yep, and, you know, that leads us to our last category, though. MVP. Is it Jordan, or you have somebody else? It's
1: got to be me, Cam. No, no,
0: <laughs> the, the reigning camp. MVP.
1: Uh, it, it's got to be Jordan. I yeah. mean, admit, And he's proving it on the other side too, making it even more.
0: It's been unreal watching it hit the past couple of weeks.
1: And I feel like if he continues to do that and continues to hit well, you're going to see him rise in the offensive categories too. So, but there's a little bit of pressure on him, right? There is. Not only does he have to kind of keep the team on his back for a playoff hunt, but to do so, he's going to have to be just as good on the mound that he's doing. He's going to have to produce wins every time he pitches. Plus, he's going to have to add some offense in a team that's been struggling to find offense in different chances. So yeah. there's a lot of pressure on him to keep it going. Um, I I do think that he's up for the challenge, and I do think he's up for improving. But it's one of those things too. You guys, you know, are rooting against him, so he doesn't get the player of the week. <laughs> but I also feel like he's gonna he, he's gonna have an off week, and gonna, oh, Jordan lost it. Yeah. The very next week, he's gonna bite you yeah. right in the rear end. You know, we'll so get you know, we'll
0: that. get some other player of the weeks. You know, now that they have a couple <laughs> of buys coming up. Yeah um anyone else that stands out that's close
1: i mean it, it all comes down to like the games play yeah you know what yeah. i mean like it depends on what happens
0: i would and, say tony is is close tony i would say a lot of
1: games though yeah. like a lot of people might catch in in the statistics department yeah. whatever it might be like however the committee you know the captains decide they want to vote right yeah I mean, this could be a year where they're really looking at okay, what's the average per game here? Or like, yeah. what's the home runs per game? What's the Let's break this down to more of a – because statistically, if a person's played four or six less games, you know, or so – because right now it's so hard to give any comparison. Yeah. When Jordan's played, some of the least amount of games – or he's played 10 games, right? So only two more. But uh, Tony's only two more. Yeah, Tony's up there.
0: Yeah. Ryan Arrear. Ryan Arrear uh, yeah, Sam Eichenlob has been an MVP for his team. Uh but you could say that about you know just about anybody for I'm their sure, team. There'd be a the
1: whole podcast picking one MVP from each team, yeah. And then you fight over which of those eight is. Gonna which be. I'm sure we will. <laughs>
0: um, all right, Sam, let's switch gears. It's the NWLA tournament weekend. We are here in Indianapolis. We are in Uh We just finished up with the Home Run Derby. Which we both made it to the to the top nine, I guess, because there was a tie.
1: 40 people entered, got to the top nine, and then the final three.
0: And, you know, unfortunately, we didn't come away with any money. No. Uh, should have. We should have. You were, you're, <laughs> you, you definitely, that guy's home run was definitely foul. Um, I got but,
1: fourth place again for the second national home run derby in a
0: row. Yeah. And I, Seven. and I failed in the, in the <laughs> second round again. What's new? Um, but for those of you who don't know, Uh, The NWA tournament is a fast pitch national tournament, and it is a clean ball, yellow bat, base running style. So very different from Moish. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. You know, we're allowed to do whatever we want and, you know, bats into the balls and here it's all, you go to Snooks, you pick up the yellow bat and, or you go the find a new job and yeah. you go to
1: the storage closet and you find forty-two old generation bats, <laughs> which you can't beat you
0: can. because those are those are gold in this game in this style. Uh, but what's unique about this tournament is that each team here in this tournament, there's only twelve teams this year, uh, but they're all league teams. Yes. So all, each player on each team has to play in that league. So for our team, we all play in the Skibby Wolfball League. Um, you know, there's 11 other teams from all around the country. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we had some scheduling conflicts for Mo and, you know, we had, uh, we had plans to bring a team. Um, one of
1: the 16 teams from the
0: original plan. And yeah. And unfortunately, you know, you know, Josh, you know, getting hurt and, you know, not being able to, to lead our team, you know, yeah. We didn't really have anyone to kind of take, control of our team and we just had guys keep falling out uh we had a couple guys interested but we just couldn't really make it work you know with travel and and just putting a, together a full team uh so hopefully my will be out here next year i'm yeah. um, very excited for that um but on the bright side we have five of our six players on our skibby team here uh that play in Mo
1: Almost six. Brett had to cancel last yeah. minute.
0: We almost yeah. had um, the pilots. Unfortunately, Brett couldn't make it. But we have myself. We have you. Um, Spencer Bogad. He is the the captain, I get, yeah. And he is the captain, correct? He makes the decisions. He, most, he yeah. does make all of our, our decisions, our, our pitching matchups and everything else. Uh, we have Jackson Crosley. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a former – player i still i counted him as the five or six but chris metter is here with us this weekend as well
1: if brett would have come with us that would have been six players or everybody would have been from a different team
0: oh wow yeah you know what on the same yeah i did notice that when i put out that graphic earlier today that we all had different jerseys on um and, and then it's one exactly so you know our other player uh unfortunately doesn't play in my whiff even though we would love him too but is your brother gus who is sleeping behind us <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'll have to post a little clip of of him yeah. sleeping behind
1: he lives, us lives you know a couple hours away a few hours away so but you know he's always talked about maybe coming in and next year when we're going to you know more of a free agent style you know he can get drafted to a teammate maybe make it out for a summer yeah long, yeah
0: know. Definitely would be nice to have Gus, but, you know, excited to see what this team can do. Um, you know, we have a lot of expectations for our team, which yeah, we always do. But um, Sam, you've been playing in this tournament for, Since it's inception. which is how many years? It's
1: been my 11th year,
0: 11 years at this tournament, you guys have finished twice, second, can, second place,
1: twice, third place, a fifth place and then lower.
0: After yeah. And you know, talk about this team a little bit and kind of what, you're, what do you feel we can do here at this tournament. I mean,
1: this is the core six of the squad, right? You know, this this team has been so difficult to break into because the six guys that are on the roster now have proven it, right? Brett yeah. came with us last year, and he got a, a few pitching innings and maybe a couple at-bats, and I'm pretty sure he walked both times in that game. But it's hard to break into this and you've seen that firsthand it's tough for me to get some
0: at bats and I never never once you know questioned any decision you know
1: we try to maybe get him one at bat or two at bats a year if we can if we're up or down whatever but the expectation for this team every year is to always win and this team can win and I believe so this same core four of of the batting order that's been there we've been doing the same team since 2015 2014 yeah And it's been the same four guys. And that's something that zero other leagues in this tournament can say that they've had the same four guys hitting in their lineup for over half of the run of this tournament.
0: And like you said, it's so hard to break in because each one of you four are such great hitters, especially in this style you've been doing it for so long. Uh, That's why I never questioned myself, not getting, getting into that lineup. You know, I'll, I'll get to hit tomorrow and we'll see how it goes. And if I, you know, if I shit the bed and don't, don't hit on Sunday, but you know, and
1: Spencer said it great today. He said, you know, we have never in the past 10 years and we probably should have done this. We weren't risk takers. Yeah. We always went for, okay, how do we get farther? How do we get to the next step, get farther? And we always came up short. We always lost gas sometime, whether yeah. it's in a game or whether it's the next round of the tournament, we don't have another pitcher that's fresh and ready to go. So I think the goal is to really bring in, even despite only have six players, we're five pitchers deep. And we I are. think it's really important that, we put in a lot of work in the off season, you know, Mo has really, helped that, us. that's, it's been and a huge addition, yeah, Jackson, Spencer, you and I um, have been pitching with Moif, and we mix in clean balls. or we have clean balls with us at all times. It's really
0: helped me in yeah. Mo because it added a huge other, you know, oh, one I, to two pitches. I tell
1: people all the time at Mo that I would not be a good pitcher without the clean ball because yeah. I go from having two or three pitches to having like six pitches. Exactly. So it's, it's, a, it's definitely something we can use, the four of us, in MOIF too. But it's really helped us to get that extra practice. And yeah. That. Um, so this, there's a lot of expectations for this team, and this team can do it. And we are fully expecting to come out tomorrow and trying to get that bye in the first round and really trying to put some together. And if pool play doesn't go well, we know that once we get to double elimination, we can still make our yep. run too. Yeah, we got, got the arms to do it. It doesn't matter quite as much. We want to get that bye. But if we don't, it's really just one extra game.
0: Yeah, you know, and my big um, point to bring up this topic here to, to end this segment is, you know, MoWiff doesn't have a team here, but it almost gives them somebody to root for with, you know, so many players playing on this team that play in our league. And, you know, all of us really do such a great job within MoWiff and helping out. Um, you know, we just hope to, to get everyone's support. And, you know, if you guys are looking – uh, we will be live streaming all of our games. Uh, so you, even though if you might not listen to this till tomorrow night, you know, Saturday night or whatever, um, Sunday's, you know, going to be our big double elimination game. So make sure you pay attention to the SWBL uh, social media YouTube. pages. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be posting everywhere. I'll be sharing it as well um
1: and we really hope in the future you know we talked about this today cam on the way here but we really hope that Mo with brings the team to this and we were hoping they would bring it this year no matter what the squad was to get experience yeah Because this is a completely different style and sometimes playing a different style can be a lot of fun and you have i love to it. it it's trial and error right it's getting that experience and I really think there's a lot of guys that could throw a clean ball in the league because they have the velocity to do it, and yeah. you know, the tenacity, the practice to do it, right? But I really think you just put in that work and that practice. Not only will it help you in this tournament in the future if they ever come, but it'll help them in at are like we Absolutely. Add another pitch to your arsenal. Yeah. Get a clean ball. Don't cut it. Practice until you can yep. find one pitch that works and just add it to that arsenal at MoeF, too.
0: If you need help, let me know because me and Sam can help you out.
1: Again, we can tell you how they move completely different no so it's wild 100 <laughs> percent, it is wild
0: um but yeah it's, it's going to be an exciting weekend here in indy um we i need to bring it home yeah
1: despite you know even us bringing the cup to Mo with weeks you know because it's it's really our we're brother leagues right yeah you know it's we've we've we're kind of working together. We always plan on making sure that we're kind of cohesive in our planning, cohesive in talks, making sure we're, we're bringing Missouri Whiffle Ball to the fold.
0: And that's all we want to do: yeah. get Missouri Wiffleball out there, show that we are the best Wiffle state, one of the best out growing. there, absolutely. Um, so definitely keep an eye off that NWA tournament this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that's going to do it here for us this week. Uh, sorry, it's a little bit late. You know, we had a couple issues. You know, Adam was sick um but we are very excited uh i think our next episode is going to be one of my favorites um it's going to be another in person episode um we are going to do it live well not live but we'll do it from not indianapolis indiana but in or new south bend i guess yeah, yeah very close to to notre dame uh we will be me and adam uh josh cole and jordan We'll all be participating in the hometown cup. You guys will be there as well.
1: Spencer and I from the league will be on a different team, the Pokeballs. but yeah, we'll have a lot of Mo connections. Yeah. It is going
0: to be a fun, uh, tournament, a slow pitch tournament. So we'll kind of give everyone some updates as we go along. And then, uh, even we'll probably start with, you know, each day, each segment might be a day of hometown cup and, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but very excited for that. So we will have our next episode to be August 2nd. Cause I w- will give, it will give us a day for travel to come back. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun. And if you haven't already, you know, go check out our YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. like all of our posts, please. Jason does a great job with our YouTube. So go give him a like and, and really uh, boost those numbers for us. We would appreciate it. Yeah. Sam, anything else you want to say before we wrap up?
1: No, you and Adam do a great job with these. Uh, not much else to say, but thanks for having me on. It's always fun to talk wiffle ball, be a co-host for you guys and the, the three up, three down podcast. What a great name! And uh, yeah, check them out. Follow them on Spotify and all the other places too.
0: Absolutely, Adam. We missed you, and we will see you guys on August second. See you. <laughs>